Hello, and welcome to the God Plane, Episode 4, The Miss Within. Ozum. The voice is rough, dripping with blood, and a cruel smirk. You know it well. Jackson has fought by your side countless times, though he's not someone you'd want to call a friend. Smoke fills the air, carrying with it the coppery tang of blood. Behind you, the castle burns. Jackson pushes his thumb over his shoulder, motioning to a small shack which has been converted to your workshop for the evening. His Highness is ready for you. Let me know if he's got any of them kinky fears. <laughs> the human bellows a laugh, throwing his head back before he stalks off and leaves you to do your work. What do you do? Uh, I will head into the workshop, the makeshift workshop, with a sigh. There's no fear, no preparations, really. He's always ready for what he needs to do. The shack is small. One wall is stone. The back wall of a stable or some other building. With three wooden walls badly stuck to it. And a roof that wouldn't do much against the sun, much less the rain. A table has been dragged in, and your tools are perched upon it in a large bag. And before you sits a young man, bound neck, wrist, and foot to a chair. He looks to be about as thick of wit as he is of arm. But he looks at you defiant, doing his best to hide the fear in his eyes. His clean-shaven jaw juts forward as he glares at you, but you can see the faint, terrified tremble of his lips. He's proud, and he won't give up his fears easily. What do you do? Ozum will tip his chin up at him and give a little bit of a smirk. He's seen boys like this before who are trying to act so confident, like they don't think I can break them. And little do they know exactly what they're in for. And I think Ozum will kind of stick a hand into the bag of his tools, fumble around, pull a few things out on the table. He doesn't really care what he's grabbing. He's just gonna start laying things out. There's no rhyme or reason to it. He's mainly looking to see if there's any type of increase in the fear in the boy's eyes when he sees a certain thing. He definitely watches what you do while trying very hard not to. He squirms, clearly not quite knowing what he's in for and how much trouble he's in. And you turn, dig in your bag for just the right thing. And when you look up, you're looking at blue hills touched with golden light. Time and the world around you has distorted and you're no longer in this shack. You're sitting outside. Golden sunlight is glancing off the greenery around you. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And you're miserable. You don't know 
how long you stare into nothingness and you don't realize there's someone behind you until you hear a voice. Crushingly familiar. You're not thinking of jumping, are you? If you are, go up past that tree. More height, lower chance of surviving the drop. God damn it, Kay. You know, it's kind of fucked up to tell someone how to kill themselves. But there's no response. Ozen doesn't turn around. He can't. You see a small, delicate hand reach past you and point into the distance. But no sooner do you see it than it starts to swirl and erupt with sirens, which is just brilliant for this setting. You see it swirl and erupt with black-purple smoke and you hear a cruel laughter. It starts as hers, but it melts into something different. You hear the voice of the Sovereign snarling in your ear. You can feel the breath against your neck. Do you think you can fight me? <laughs> you belong to me. Everything of you belongs to me. I took her from you. I will take your life from you before you will lay a finger on me. <laughs> Make no mistake, you serve me. You already took my life from me. I have nothing left to fear from you. Oh, I will take everything, and not just from you. I will take everything from everyone. Do you think I give a fuck? Do it. Do it. And then, suddenly, there's purple mist and black mist, and crackling red energy. And you hear another voice. Wake up. Ozum, wake up. And eventually, you do. You wake to find yourself dagger in hand. You've carved into your palm and you find your companions, dare you call them friends, gathered around you. The space around you is eerily silent and the mist, blue-white and gently swirls, muffles the sound. And welcome to the God Plane, an original 5e horror campaign. I'm your DMK Purcell, who is currently hated by Sophie. More than any of you probably know. 
before we proceed, I do want to give you uh, a couple content warnings and uh, pitch a few things. Um, so this is a horror campaign. It's going to contain elements that some viewers are going to find uncomfortable. Please take care of yourselves, check in with your mental health, take breaks if you need to. I have uh, worked with our wonderful actors here. I know their lines and we have tools in place to quickly nope out if anything becomes too much or if Sophie needs to hop a train and come wring my neck. Um, with that said, let's please meet our incredible cast. And we're gonna start with um, the leading lady of the cold open, Sophie. Hello, my name is Sophie. I'm a community director in the games industry. Um, I am playing Ozem, the seven foot five tiefling barbarian that my sweet child, I literally am, I could take a train and be there in two hours, Kay, you have no idea. <laughs> um, it, he, mm, he hurts, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Uh, toss me your pronouns and where we can find you on social media. Ah, yes. My pronouns are she, her, Ozems are he, him, and my Twitter handle is at subatomicmints, and you will occasionally see me in Twitch chat as not-so-gladiator. Beautiful. And then our wonderful bartificer, Cassandra. Hey, that's me! <laughs> I'm Cassandra, but you can find me anywhere. Over there. Over here. In this stream as Cozy Spoon, and I am playing the teeniest person of the campaign, which is Wilhelmina Waywalket. You can call her Willie if you like, and she is a gnome. Beautiful. Uh, D'Angelo. Hey, everyone. My name is D'Angelo Murillo, and I'm a tabletop RPG performer and writer and uh, event organizer and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on social media at that underscore D'Angelo. Uh, my pronouns are uh, he, him, and same with my character, Rook, who I'll be playing tonight, uh, who's an orc paladin, uh, tries to look his best look out for everyone except for himself, and uh, it's pretty, pretty good. So, yeah. And last but certainly not least, the wonderful Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm also in the gaming industry, but I'm playing Nobby tonight, and she is a human monk who um, has kind of got a lot of things going on at the moment. Uh, but you can find me all over the internet on Twitch at Youngles or on Insta um, at Jen Writer or on Twitter at as Jen Geeky. And I'm just super excited to be here, and my pronouns are she, her, and so is my character. Beautiful. I am Kay. I'm your DM for the evening. My pronouns are she, her, and you can find me at KDamnFear on Twitter. Uh, also in gaming, also in tabletop, also to get journalism. I do, I, I, too much. Um, but want to say thank you so much to those of you who uh, came by last week and who also came back this week. We had some fun technical difficulties. The good news is Twitch said that every single person who was following us is a bot, so they confiscated all of our accounts. So uh, thank you for refollowing because um, apparently you're now bots with free wills. Um, <laughs> so I also want to thank you all to everyone who's tweeting about the campaign, um, who is taking clips, like all of those, the, the likes and the comments on our YouTubes. It really, really helps us. It means a lot. Uh, actually, if you Google Godplane or the Godplane, we are some of the top results already. Um, so that is just amazing. And that's thanks to you all. I cannot thank you enough. Um, if you have come back and you're following Gaming Trend again, thank you so very much. We really appreciate it. 
We are going to be kicking off a uh, new, it's a new but revamped series on Sunday called Zero Session with uh, Mike and Steven, and they're going to be reviewing The Wild Beyond the Witchlight. It is one of my favorite books. I love the Feywild, and I don't know, maybe a little bit Feywild creeped its way into the game tonight. Mm -hmm. Could be. Who knows? Uh, D'Angelo, you wrote an article about Wild Beyond the Witchlight, didn't you? Yes, I did. Various Easter eggs that were hidden in the book, which there were a lot of them, and it was like really, really cool to to check it all out. So it was awesome, yeah. Oh yeah, and Cozy Wizard is going to be running it. So we got Cozy and Cozy Wizard. That's only a little confusing. Awesome. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would also like to thank Bardley IO for the music on the stream and to Ghost Stories Incorporated, who have our theme song, which is playing right now. We really, really love it. Thank you again to our mods, Cato, Dane, David, and Emily. And once again, we're almost at the halfway point. We're still open to sponsors. If you would like to sponsor our little show, uh, which is not having audio difficulties tonight, we'd be super grateful. Please reach out. Um, and we do have a tip, a tip link. If you tip, 100% of it goes to the amazing people you see on screen here. We are so grateful that they're spending our time with us and they're doing such a great job. Uh, thank you to everyone who has tipped. You're amazing. And uh, finally, Thank you to David, a.k.a. Full Rubber Ducky, who's hanging out in chat. He has helped me put this module together. I could definitely not run this campaign on my own. And uh, with that, I think we're ready to jump back into our game. So, last time, or times before, in the times before, I like that, the party was summoned to the God Plane, uh, a space between dreams to try and stop a nightmare a powerful being which is trying to wake Ayuith, a dreaming god within whose dream all of our heroes live. They were summoned by Vassal, the champion of the dreaming god, but were separated from her and then from Rook, our orc paladin, who was lost in the mist last episode. The remaining three trudged on through a webbed woods where the trees seemed to be made of bone. They came upon a chasm filled with hundreds of zombies which seemed to be repelled by the strange silk insects in these woods. The party then seemed to miraculously all turn into ballerinas and avoid my horde battle and just skipped across a very narrow ledge and um, barely made it out past a giant 30-foot tarantula with human hands that uh, gave them quite the scare. And they escaped into the cave and then into the safety of a mist tunnel beyond but not before one of those strange bugs burrowed beneath Ozum's skin. They came across another one of Vassal's summoned heroes, one who was separated from their party, a dried out husk of an individual named Vice, before the group finally settled for a long rest in a mist tunnel, waking suddenly to Ozum's cries. Nabi, Willie, you wake up in the misty cocoon of a tunnel to the sound of Ozum crying out. He digs a dagger into his palm again and again, his gaze focused on the blood. Ozum, you're still somewhat lost in yourself, but Willie and Nabi, you notice something else in the tunnel. Something that was not there when you went to sleep. Something decently large lays on the ground not far from you, breathing softly. Oh boy. 
Okay. Um, uh, Willie looks at the lump, looks at Ozum, and goes, looks at Nabby and goes, which one are you dealing with? Uh, I'll deal with the lump. No, you give me the hard one. Okay. <laughs> um, Willie is going to try to take the knife away from Ozum. He'll probably have to pull a little hard, uh, but he'll probably let go of it. Put some elbow grease into it, just... <laughs> His fingers back are... If, you'll probably have to pry each finger, like you, like we had to do with the spider, but <laughs> not not as difficult. <laughs> I don't know, for her little hands. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like grabbing it with like a mouth, just like... Just, just plucks it out. Give me that! He's not um, going to say anything. She is, is this... surprised, but not surprised by that. And she goes, okay, then. <laughs> Brandish it, try to look threatening. Go look at the lump. <laughs> uh, is it like from the mist? Do I know? Can I roll a... Roll, roll me an investigation. Ten. Is mist coming from underneath it, or is mist coming off of it? But it does look pretty solid. Um, I'm gonna take my spear, like the butt end of the spear, and I'm just gonna poke it. Gently and poke it, like nicely. Right as you do so, mist cat hops up on top of this thing and says, hey, you're going to beat it up after I brought him here? That wasn't easy, you know. I wasn't going to beat it up. I was just going to, I was just going to poke it. But if you brought it here, is it Rook? Rook lays oh, on the sorry. ground. <laughs> and he looks like hell. His armor is dented and tattered. Even though he's asleep, there's still dark rings under his eyes. You're not quite sure when he got here. But wow, he's clearly had a time. Um, so Nabi's gonna look kind of like at the mist cat, at Rook, kind of back and forth a little bit, trying to process everything that's going on. And then she sees how kind of like badly beat up he is, and she's gonna hit him to heal him. Smack um, him right in the face. Brilliant. Right before we do that, uh, Rook, I need you to. We need to do some quick housekeeping. I need you to roll me a d10. Okay. Uh, b d10. That is a two. You have 20% of your hit points remaining. Okay, 20%. Which, I know, sorry, that's fun math, but I couldn't think of a better way to do this. <laughs> no, you're fine, you're good. I have a calculator. I'm so glad that wasn't me. <laughs> Are you allowing me to round up? Or... Yes, you can round up. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've been mean, I'm not going to be that mean gonna slap heal him for six okay thank you 
<laughs> just like she just was like, wake up. <laughs> and uh, roll me a d4, evens, high, odds, low. For me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not done with you yet. Myths are not a good uh, place for four. dreamers. Four? Evens, high. All of your spell slots are blown. All of them? Okay. okay. Levels one and two. You've taken a point of exhaustion, and you've lost one point of stability. However, you have been here long enough to be able to take a short rest before your teammate punches you with health? I love D&D. Uh, what if, uh, short rest, okay. What about my divine sense? Are those all blown as well? I'll let you keep those. Okay. And uh, land hands, are they all exhausted as well, or? I'll, I'm, I'm taking away your spell slots. I'll say that you were able to keep the rest of your paladin, your your class stuff for. Okay, got it. Because you decided, well, I, I, I gave him the option of, he could, I could say he showed up after and give himself a long rest to recover some of this, but he wanted to take the hard way. So I'm not gonna be that mean, and I'm also giving him some extra plot bunnies. Sometime. Am I awake now, or does she just, like, people's elbow me and I'm still asleep? I mean, I feel like that's your call. You've had a okay. really difficult time in the mist, so I will leave that up to you. Um, the other yeah. thing that sucks is because you now have acquired two levels of, ex of instability, which means you have disadvantage on perception checks. No worries. That's, that's fine, I'm sure. Yeah, totally not a problem. So, now I will stop with the uh, annoying things, with the being a mean DM. Uh, you've just been peopled elbows in the face. Do you wake? Yes, he will wake up, but it's very groggy and kind of like slow as he'll like put a hand in his jaw and then see if it's still okay. And then he kind of looks over to everyone, especially at the seat sign of uh, Willie, like trying to pry the fingers of uh, Ozum and like to get whatever. I'm like, are we... Are we, am I dead or is this, or is this real? As uh, he looks to Nabi. Oh. You'd be seeing a huge dagger in Ozum's hand, by the way. Like that's what Willie's trying to get. <laughs> this looks like a meat cleaver in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're not dead yet. So, I mean, you were, you did go run off into the mist though. And like, and she just kind of like tries to start helping him like set up um if that's okay and he'll accept it yeah looks over at the mist cat and not really caring at this point if anyone else can see the cat or not but it's like where did you find him oh he was and actually rook you can see the cat now but no one else can and your memories of the mist are groggy it was a lot it was really terrible and honestly you don't want to focus on it too much right now vietnam flashbacks yeah like... you but you definitely remember seeing this weird little almost hairless misty furred cat guiding you through parts of the mist um and you can see and hear him but you know to to willie and uh ozum y'all two are talking to yourselves again but at least you talk to each other now Cat says, oh, he was he was out wandering. So 
the mists kind of aren't a straight line, which meant that it was... Also, you ran in weird directions. Why did you do that? He's just like, I don't even know. As he looks over to his hand, he clearly sees a few broken fingers and starts like laying handing them to heal them and get them together. I'm like, I'm just trying to take this moment by moment. And then I go look over at Navi. Like, did anything like weird happen while I was gone? Like, how long was I gone for? Was it? Oh, a whole bunch of weird stuff happened, but we don't have time to get into that right now. We got a crisis with Big Boy right. over here. Crisis? <laughs> he looks over at Ozem. He's like, oh God, what happened now? And then. Um, well, let's just say he was sleep uh, carving into his hand. So maybe let's get up and uh, we can probably finish this later. And she looks over at the mist cat and she's like, is there anything else we need to know right now before we start heading out? Or do you know what's going on with big beefy boy over there? Well, that one and mist cat kind of leans forward and you see his little nose snuffing at the air and he shakes his head. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure about that one, but he's back. He's okay. Don't go running off into the mist. It's not a safe place for dreamers. Use the tunnel. Um, yeah, no. Take care of your... I'll be around. Thanks, Kat. You're welcome. And he gives you a Thanks. little wink, and then he's gone. Why did you run off like that anyway? And he'll he'll just like nod his head and be like, I have no idea. I remember we were fighting something, it stampeded towards us, and I just ran, and the moment I walked, like I breached the mist, it was all hazy after that. I think I saw the cosmos, and I saw like my past and my future, and like, I don't even know, as he you, just- uh... You heard, it's hazy, but you heard a voice that was, familiar and kind but it it's hazy it's weird and he'll heal himself five hit points for with lay of hands and uh and he'll lean on his uh halberd as he like shambles over to Ozem and willie and uh yeah now he kind of helps him get over there Willie spots him and goes, Oh my, I went work! And she just starts booking it, just dagger in hand, swinging, going, Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jumps on his thigh, because I guess that's about as high as she goes. Does she still have the shield of a. Uh, yeah, yeah, so she's just clunking with this huge backpack <laughs> shield and a dagger, just waggling in an arm <laughs> as she goes to hug him. And he's just like, Hey, you lived! As uh, it'll like, like lean on his halberd. And then be like, "Is are you are you okay, dude?" As he looks over to Ozem, and uh... you're asking us if we're okay. You're the one that ran off. Ah, it's just fine. It's just a few broken limbs and bones and stuff. That's ah, it's all good. I got gotcha. you. Triumphant return. The hero's journey. It's classic. A little PTSD. Nothing too bad. Speaking of not too bad, uh, I don't know what's going on with Oz over there. And she thumbs. You might want to check him out. He'll, <laughs> he'll head over, and and uh, what what is the sight that I see currently? What Ozum's doing? Well, I mean, right. She took the dagger. I think he's just kind of staring at his hand, just like 
he's trying to see something in his blood. Um, he's breathing incredibly hard. His other hand is running up and down along his sternum, which you Rook doesn't know why he does that, but these two know a little bit about why he does it. And even um, Me doesn't know. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, ooh, very fun. Um, but he's running his one some fingers up and down along his sternum. Uh, it really doesn't sound like he can breathe easily right now. Um, he's in a panic and he's just trying to see something in the cut on his hand. Perfect. <laughs> He'll, uh... He probably won't answer you if you talk to him, but you can try. Yeah, Rook will definitely uh, kind of like shamble over and, and collapse on the ground next to Ozim and just take a deep breath himself and then look over and uh, and just and try to, to communicate and just be like, Hey, you, you doing okay there? Is uh, you just he himself like tends to his wounds and all that kind of stuff. He's like not even blinking. He's just staring at his hand. He's not gonna answer you. Then he'll just be like, cool, cool. As he like just examines with past perception to see if there's any physical like harm to Ozum, and uh, if not, he'll just let the moment like ride as he's like trying to process his own trauma that's happening the cutting i'll just say this as me informing the players the cutting is not anything you have to worry about actually that's a good idea uh uh rook will see the cut um and then he'll just like linger his hand over and do like a, a point of healing or whatever it's going to take to heal the, the cut on the hand if, if it, Ozum allows it, yeah. I don't think it, he took any damage when he did it. We didn't Ozum? check. Okay. Um, I think... I think I told you you took a point or two. But... Oh, yeah, like a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, he'll heal a point then. Sure. Like, um, All right. But you'll... If... You'll notice, if you're that close to him, and I guess Willie would have seen this too, you'll notice that there are quite a few... Like, that's a very scarred portion of skin on his hand. And that you'll notice them kind of it's never really on his arms or on any other part of his body that you can see because he doesn't really wear a shirt um he has plenty of scars from other things but his palms specifically there's like probably three lines that are very very harshly scarred that you can tell that this is an action that he has done many a time Rook will like lean over to heal that thing, but, like it's the least I can do, and uh, he'll just sit back into his spot and then just uh, uh, think about everything and be like, "Did so? What happened while I was I was gone? And uh, like, has it been minutes or hours or days?" Ozum is not going to be happy that you have healed his cut. <laughs> um, he's going to turn to Rook and say, "Why the fuck did you do that?" I was looking for something. Why the fuck did you do that? And he's going to start feeling around for his knife again. And he's going to be panicking even more. Willie's going to look at the knife. He's going to look at Ozum. Scramble behind Rook. Give me the knife. No. You need to give me the knife. Mm -mm. And we burp him. Great. <laughs> well, at least it's... he's talking. Just give me the knife. It's not, I need, please. I need to see something. And if you don't, 
like this, I need, I need to know something. Please, please give me the knife. I'm begging you. Willie holds it above her head, like holding it out of reach. Could ever work with these people. He's gonna <laughs> just lunge. For, he's not really gonna stand up. He's just gonna reach over and grab at it. Willie goes serpentine. <laughs> Anybody uh, want to help me out here? Yeah, Rook will be like, oh shit, here we go. As uh, Rook will be like, all right, I've been in this situation once before. Hopefully it works, or I might die. And then uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, everything's gonna be okay. Just, just you gotta, you gotta calm down. As he'll go over to like, uh, like physically sort of like restrain uh, Ozum, or at least attempt to. Uh, but in a slow, controlled manner, and be like, you gotta count to four. You gotta take deep breaths. You gotta count to four. You gotta gain control of yourself. In, out, and uh, if she, if Ozum does not respond, then he'll continue to to try to grapple. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, he's gonna immediately try to throw you off, and is gonna start biting at his own palm. Just tell us what you're looking for. Use your words. I. He's just gonna be literally viciously biting at his palm and trying to draw blood. Like, I, like maybe you should give him the knife. He's already doing damage with. Why would I help him? I mean, or he's gonna chew his own hand off. Your call. Willie dances in place, flings the knife, and leaps towards Ozum and just like hugs her entire body, or at least attempts to, on his hand. Her cap. <laughs> no, oh, just yeah, like yeah. Okay, like football holds the hand like right against her stomach and go, no chewing. He's gonna go for literally any exposed skin until he can, like, do you want me to roll for this K? Can I like roll to see if he managed to bite through his hand first? Uh, I don't know if that? I don't yeah. know if you want me to roll to see if he sees something or if we clear like. I mean, he he's definitely seen blood okay and it is normal he there's no question anytime he breaks the skin it is blood okay i was just enjoying the show honestly what's he He's... doing with the arm is it just stationary or is he just trying to work around like ignoring it <laughs> she weighs 40 pounds so it like doesn't even <laughs> yeah like he he's you have not light encumbered him at all like this is, no 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 it's not even a light gym day nice. like his gloves probably weigh as much as she does oh god like, there, so she's just waggling notice. around this arm holding it like a monkey bar just yeah. tell us what you're looking for there's three of us we can help you he's just not gonna answer and is just gonna huff out a sigh and probably lick out the rest of whatever dried blood is now on his hand, and then just like run his other hand through his hair again. Is there anything we see on the palm of his hand? Like, is the scarring in a shape or anything? Because like Willie is literally cuts. like right here. <laughs> you can just tell that he repeatedly cuts that palm. Willie so it's looks just at like her compatriots. It's just line, line, line. Does those seem not... like they've calmed down, or are they still like in a panic? Oh, he's still he... he's he's slightly calmer, but he's still having a hard time breathing, and like he's as soon as you know you stop grappling him and <clears throat> Willie, like he's still absentmindedly stroking at his chest whenever he can. Well, the player in me knows that a couple solid hits from Ozem would kill me, so he's gonna <laughs> like fall back just a little bit 
as uh, he sees that Ozum's calming down and uh, and be like, all right, well, this is, this is good to see you guys. As uh, he just like sits down a little bit and takes a drink from his flask or, or uh, water skin, rather. Yeah. You all, now that things are calming down, realize that you have woken up very thirsty. Who among you is going to drink from your flasks or your water skins? See, you did it to me now. Anyone not going to? I'm. Willie's still stuck on the arm. <laughs> well, she could disengage anytime. Hey, you can get you. off whenever you need to. <laughs> well, she's concerned. She's not going to like. She's looking at Rook incredulously, just like him taking a drink and going, "Well, it is what it is." <laughs> she's just. Ozim like... is now taking a drink with you on his arm, like. <laughs> All right. So she's just being lifted, and as she's upside down while he's drinking, going, <laughs> "You okay?" <laughs> He's just gonna grunt. I need whether every... it's a positive or negative. You can't tell. I need everyone who's drinking to roll me a d twenty. Five. What did you get, Nobby? Ooh, a nat twenty. Nat twenty. Lucky. Mm. So, Nobby. Well, actually, all of you except for Willie, because Willie has not drank yet. Willie, oh, everyone else, you drink this water as you have every long rest before now, but it tastes sour and salty, like pickle juice that has turned, and it chokes you, but your, your thirst is quenched. Except for you, Nabi. It, it tastes bad, but it's quite refreshing, and you have gained another stacked inspiration because but they don't stack you've just got one you just keep rolling really really well you're just you're doing your monk thing apparently <laughs> um and then i need all of you to make uh willie are you going to drink after you get off of this arm or not i don't know She's not really picking up the level of concern she feels there should be after somebody just cut their hand, so she's just gonna cling and look around. Well, let me know. Ozum is gonna tell her to drink. If I drink, will will you be cool? He's just gonna grunt <laughs> again. I feel that <laughs> grunt is yes. If you want to do no, give me two grunts. Okay. And then she scrambles off. All right. Roll me a d20. For me, that's a 16. So the water, again, for you tastes terrible of soured, salty, almost pickle juice flavored. But it is somehow quite refreshing. And that one level of instability you had gained goes away. Mm. You recover. Now, I need all of you to roll me a stability check. That is uh, custom to this campaign. It is dealing with the stress of being at the god plane for so long. <laughs> yes, D'Angelo, it's terrible. Uh, so, you roll either a uh, roll me a d20 and add either your constitution or your wisdom modifier to see if you are physically toughing it out or if you are mentally toughing it out. My wisdom is 14. 
14? Okay. Yep. Constitution 13. Not Constitution 13, okay. 20 not nat, Constitution. Okay. Constitution. I think for me it's 17? 17. Uh, ever, who rolled a 13? Rook, you were just having a really bad day. Between the water and just all of it, you hit a third level of instability. You no, know, maybe we should cut ourselves. <laughs> 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 and unfortunately, this is going to give you a disadvantage on ability checks. So, yeah, you are just having a really rough day, buddy. But I will remind you that at the next long rest, if someone who has an inspiration who is not especially worried about themselves before we roll you can potentially talk up Rook and try to figure out how you're going to raise his spirits and give him advantage on his next stability check. If you so choose. Or anyone else in the party, if you just don't like Rook. I don't know your life. Alrighty. It's the compass needle when you check it, Willie, because I assume you do, because you're very obsessed with it. It started blinking pretty quickly. You've still got a little bit of time left in this tunnel to collect yourselves and talk amongst yourselves, but it's going to close sooner rather than later. So, anything y'all would like to do or discuss before we move on to the next part of this adventure? Well, Willie, because she's a great communicator, is going to look around at the group and hold up the compass. This thing's doing its thing. We're, we're running out of time here, so whatever you need to do, we should do it now. think we should just leave. I mean, I mean, Rook, are you, are you okay? You, I mean, you just got back, I know, but I, we do need to keep moving. Am I okay? Not at all, but we got to keep moving. As uh, He'll get up on his halberd and then um, yeah, is Ozum up or are they, or is he? <laughs> he'll stand, I mean, he'll probably lean an elbow out to you. He's not going to be looking at you, but he'll lift an elbow up to you, grab it if you feel like it, and it won't bother him if you lean on him. He'll grab it, yeah. him, so feel free to lean as much weight on him as you need to, and it won't. Alrighty. All right. Willie's going to goose step to the nearest Miss Wall and do her thing. So... You hold the compass up to the wall and you watch as the mist shift and go from that strange swirling natural pattern to something very placid and inviting. And you all step forward and out of the tunnel and into a raging storm. Wind and rain assaults you as an angry, misty, storm clouds churn overhead. The space is not quite barren. A few trees are scattered here and there, but they're not overly large. You can easily see all sides of this space. The mist wall is not very large. And a small building stands in silhouette before you, defiant against the howling storm. It looks like a small two-story farmhouse, 
Its lights, uh, its windows are lit and glowing warm and inviting. There's one light on upstairs, and a small boy stands in the window. He waves at you. Ozuma's gonna unhook the rope from wherever he has it and offer it to, like, you know, knot it around his own waist <laughs> and then offer it to both Willie and Nobby, just so that He's not worried about Rook getting blown away, but he's worried about those two getting blown away. Worried in whatever capacity he worries. Yeah, she's down. Let's take the other end and tie it around her own waist. Willie grabs the other end and looks to Rook and just starts wailing. So we've been tying this around ourselves so that we don't run off like you did. And just not Sounds it. good. Is. <laughs> He'll just like plank his halberd in and then move forward. I mean, I expect you're still leaning on Ozum. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're gonna run anywhere <laughs> at this rate. Do we recognize the boy? Is there any like distinguishing features from our distance? Uh, it looks like a child, seems to have like a pair of like knee-length shorts with, like, one overall strap over it. There's a set of stairs leading up to a door uh, with lights on and light coming around the creek, uh, crack of the door. Is this boy within 60 feet of us? Yeah. Alright. He'll, uh, he'll hold up his halberd and then define sense uh, to understand if it's a celestial fiend undead it doesn't feel undead but it doesn't feel entirely alive either willie's already at the end of her rope trying to tug whoever she's attached to going we gotta get out of this storm let's go to that farmhouse Ozum's just walking forward, I guess. Does he wait? Does he recognize the boy? No. Nope. Okay. Seems to be very small. Like, I don't know how children work. Small child. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm gonna guesstimate an age. Wait, I don't know the difference. <laughs> it's a non-adult. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a small. Not, it's not like toddler. Like but second it's not grade. Like, yeah, it's not like it's not like like it's not like fourteen. It's between toddler and fourteen. So a kid, yeah, the uh, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, yeah. Yeah, they're big sure. range. Yeah. I don't know how they work, y'all. So I guess we're just walking towards yeah the farmhouse. Yeah. Yeah. The storm is raging and howling against you, but uh. You look up again, and the boy's not in the window. He didn't. You didn't see him run off, but you also didn't see him vanish. What do you do? Ah, shit! This is gonna get weird, isn't it? As he like looks over to everyone, and then he just lays on hands another 10, 10 healing points, just in case. Well, he looks at Rook, very confused. It's a farmhouse. How weird could it be? There's kids here. And if she finds the door, she's gonna ram her fist against it. Hey, let us in! Ozum's gonna hand Rook a potion. A healing potion. 
Is it normal or is it a? It's a. What do I got? Just a potion of healing. Potion of healing. All right. Thank you. Oh my god. Rook will also be like, "Thanks, dude. I'll, I'll pay you back soon." As uh, he'll like stand up and take it immediately. He'll just grunt. He's not gonna. He he doesn't seem to know like acknowledge anything that's happening. Nothing is bothering him. The storm isn't bothering him. He's just there, existing. Nobby's looking around for the cat. So hold on, before we go. Wait a second. Wasn't there something bucky with with potions? So man, I should slide that in without you remembering. Oh, <laughs> I know no. exactly. Nope. <laughs> uh, roll me a d twenty, please. Ah shit. Okay. Uh, um, that's a a nine. Nine. So you down this potion and the water is, the potion is like gritty. You feel like you're swallowing sand and it lingers on your tongue and it doesn't seem to heal you. He has a great value brand as he like throws it over his shoulder. Uh, Navi, you're looking for the miscat? Yeah, she's just looking around just to see if there's, you know, if, if there's any eyes prying on them, but she's mostly looking for the cat. Uh, make me a perception. Okay. And let me know if you do anything to try to signal the missed cat. Yeah, she's not, she doesn't want to do that. Okay. Ten. Ten. I mean, it's raining pretty hard. It's hard to see much. Makes and then, sense. And then, whap, 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 whap! Willie bangs on the door. And, uh, there's a, a slight pause, and then you hear a skittering behind the door, shuffling. And then the door opens, and the warm light spills upon you. And a woman this would have been so much smoother a woman opens the door and greets you warmly oh oh my goodness it's you're out in the rain come in come in it's been so long since i've seen an adventure oh come come in come in and this woman with long elvish ears that seem to curl strangely like ram hordes at the end gestures you inside she has wild blonde curly hair that's done into a, a crown type braid around her head, though the black part of it is wild and curly. She has bright green kind eyes and wears a plaid skirt and an apron. She's plump and middle-aged. Come in, come in, sit down. It's been so long since we've had visitors. Kids, kids, go fetch some water. We have guests. The house is cozy, and a fire burns in the hearth facing the door. She gestures you in, where there are two small sitting chairs, one larger couch, and a table that would seat six. Oh, someone's well. not going to walk through the door immediately. Willie starts to go in and goes, because she still has a rope on, and goes, oh, one minute unties herself going, hi, we're, we're said adventurers. My name is Willie. 
This is my band. Thank you so much. And she just strolls right past her. Can I can I do a perception check? Sure. What you what you looking for? Just to see if anything feels fucky. Is the house salivating? Are there teeth we can see? Are there? Uh, not a uh, twenty, but not nat. The house is emanating warmth. Um, it seems real enough because it is definitely blocking the howling wind from one direction. Um, she doesn't seem to have fangs or glowing eyes. The house doesn't seem to be drooling or growing fangs. It all seems pretty farm life normal, except it's in the middle of one of these mist areas. Can I roll an intimidation roll and have Ozen puff himself up a little bit? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> 17. 17. Yeah, so he puffs, like, puffs himself he up. He does his looming thing in. again. Yeah. Not, not the, the puff, but the loom. So, do the rest of you come in before I. Yeah, Rook will look to Yeah. He's gonna come. Ozum's gonna come in last. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't sense anything weird. As uh, he's gonna follows behind Willie. Well, what choice do we have anyway? Now he's gonna follow behind Rook. Okay. And she steps back and motions you in and says, "Oh, look at you! It's so good to oh oh, you're you're a you're a big one. Hello, please come in. You're where's where's Vassal?" That's a good question. You know Vassal? Well, of course. She she uses my house as a safe house when she brings uh, adventures to- Oh, forgive me. I'm Drixala. It's so nice to meet you all. I've, I've given shelter to many heroes who've come to try to save this space. And, um, well, normally I have a heads up when she's coming, but if she's not with you, that's- Please, here, wait, wait, you... Oh, she looks at you, Rook. You have definitely been through some... Here, here. And she gestures to the table where there is a bowl of fruit and a loaf of bread and... Hold on, let, let me... And sitting on the table is a large pot of steaming tea. And she ushers off into a small what looks to be a small hallway and comes back with four little mugs and lays them all out. Please, help yourselves. You must be. You... It's... I've been told it's a very long journey to our little neighborhood, so I'm, I'm glad you're here. Willie takes one look at the spread, sees her with tea, and goes... <laughs> just Just jumps to... over to the table. I will hold my action. If she starts doing some get-out stuff, then I'm gonna like murder her. But until then, <laughs> I will simply take a tea and say thank you. Um, Nobby's gonna look at her and go, so normally when adventures come through, she's with them. Drixala pours herself a, a cup of tea and settles into a chair at the table, kind of slouches back in it and crosses her legs and sips her tea and says, yes, um, She's brought, oh gosh, it must be, it must be hundreds of you all by now. Uh, I've lost track, but yes, she, 
I don't know the whole story of how they get here, but she brings them here, and this is a place to rest before... Well, and plan. She's usually got a new plan as to how she's going to defeat the Nightmare, and that's what you do here before they hopefully move on. Move on to where? Well, to fight the Nightmare, of course. He's... It's apparently difficult to nail down. Nobby's gonna grab some tea, too, and sit. Well, she ponders. Willie's just already stuffing her face with bread and fruit, washing it down with tea, and she goes, You know, we found somebody um, in the mist who was part of her band. Um, looked really bad. <coughs> uh, like, like old, mummified. Probably there for a long time, had a sword. Probably lost Vassal, too. Oh! Yeah, well, Vassal sometimes did find the rest swords. Um... What's that? I don't fully under- so... I don't know if you noticed, and she kind of touches the curving ears. I'm... I'm not fully of a... Mm, we call you dreamers. I'm not really of Ayueth's world. I'm a half-step between you dreamers and the spirits, so things don't affect me. The mists don't affect me the same way. But it apparently helps dreamers be more comfortable in the mists. Willy choose. What's that mean? Well, and she looks at Rook and then kind of realizes it's what she's doing is rude, and she looks away. It's like, well, I'm sure you've noticed there's a strain to being here. And this will keep it from... It makes you more comfortable. Makes it more seem more like the place you're from, and thus the strain is reduced whenever you rest. Willie Semi doesn't get it, but doesn't want to look stupid, so she goes, Right... You guys get it. Looks around everybody else. Also, real quick, hello to our Extra Life streamers. I'm wearing the Extra Life shirt today. Thank you for uh, for hosting our stream. So, please, has everyone take everyone have have a have food have drink and she turns and pours a mug of tea and offers it to you ozum ozum is leaning against the now closed front door and is not going to sit down and is not going to take the mug of tea she's kind of willy takes a look at ozum and just mouths what is wrong with you not going to respond looks at Drixala and goes <laughs> grabs the tea that she was pouring for Ozum and just goes on over to Ozum. This is a safe house. She's being nice to us. He's probably just he moves his gaze to the fireplace and is just gonna be looking into it. And Rook will look over to her. He, he'll like be extremely hesitant to tea because he has not had a good experience with drinks today. Uh, so he'll like uh, go like so 
what how far away are we from this like nightmare thing like is this the halfway point like quarter way point what is, from your past experiences what is uh what is your opinion on this whole situation well i i i don't know if you can tell and she kind of motions to her non-warrior-esque shape i'm not a warrior myself so i've never gone and fought it there was one fellow, taste, quite distasteful, he insisted he could open a portal directly to it, though Vassal said there was a place of worship that they needed to go through first. Not entirely sure. How, how did you say you were separated from Vassal again? We didn't. We're, uh, player um, talk. It, we were walking through a tunnel, right? And then she just didn't come through, right? Yeah, you okay, okay. you were all stepping through uh, out of a tunnel and into another plane, and you felt something rip, and you all showed up, and Vassal did not. Using my passive insight of 14, does it seem like she's genuine and trustworthy or does it seem like she's kind of weird she seems she seems like she's expected you she seems like she's ex she was definitely excited to see you but Vassal not being here is giving her a bit of concern okay then he'll like uh, lean in a little bit just to see as he exchanges glances with everyone else and uh, he goes like well we were uh, she was walking th with us, guiding us through the mists, and uh, something had pulled her, apparently. And when we came through, she was nowhere to be found. We've gone through multiple tunnels, they more than I, and uh, they haven't. we haven't seen her since. And she kind of looks you over. She says, you, you do look like you've been without her. And she, her gaze thoughtfully moves to each one of you. What does that mean? What do you see? What all have you learned while you've been here? Uh, that this place sucks and we can't get out until we beat an unbeatable thing. It's not very good storytelling if you ask me. Out of character. Not rude. No. <laughs> Nobby is growing very suspicious of this apron lady um, because she seems to be asking a lot of questions. So she's uh, starts kind of like actively trying to see if the cat is around, like or, or see if she can kind of like telepathically like get the cat to kind of come here so she can ask more questions. So you do, and sure enough. A little he appears next to you but he's kind of like standing behind you so you're between him and Drixala which by the way kudos to Cassandra for the amazing art I love it and he's speaking very quietly yeah you probably don't want me here right now 
Why is that? She doesn't really like me. Who is she? She's one of Vassal's friends. And in that moment, because she rolled a 20, the face of Drixalia, this warm, open, inviting, rosy-cheeked face, shifts. She turns spectral green-white. Her eyes become hollow and vacant. Who are you? She shouts. And in one movement, she goes from this chubby, welcoming woman to this flash of green movement and tears through each of you. I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw. If you ate or drank, you do it at disadvantage. And if you ate and drank, you auto fail. Hey, auto fail! <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, you you are all near Rook, so you get a plus two to your save throw. Yeah. Um, can I use my inspiration to give Rook advantage? Uh, the inspiration is only for stability checks. Oh, right, right, right. Stability checks. Okay, okay. So constitution save? Mm-hmm. 25. 25? 11. 11? 12 plus two, 14. 14. So, Ozum you feel this icy cold piercing thing rush through you but sh and you feel something grab at you at something inside of you but you muscle through it because you're a big boy but the rest of you feel something it's a small bit but it's a sliver of something torn from within you and you hear a cackle as this terrible version of Drixalia comes to rest before you all. <laughs> Two of three isn't bad. You are not heroes. You've not even examined the monsters in your own souls. You have taken shelter in my house. You ate of my food. She points to Willie. You drank of my tea. That is three ways in which I own you. Prove yourself the heroes you claim to be, or my house shall feast upon your cowardly souls. I she knew it! <laughs> right? <laughs> but she, she looks so nice! Oh, so yeah. just lets out a, like a huffed laugh. She points at you, Willie. Artificer, repay this kindness with your allegedly clever fingers. Fix the furnace and drive out the cold which lingers. From the conservatory, the thorny knight of a strange divine shall fetch the heart-shaped root from the stump in which it has entwined. The tortured brute, whose skill is bringing personal terrors to light, eject the chittering jay from my place of rest each night. And of the butterfly, wings stained purple, not white, I ask you fetch three books, the scrawls of a madman's delight. Finish your chores all tidy and neat. Else the failure will mean that my house gets to eat. If you leave before returning this payment in kind, forever your soul you will leave behind. And with that, she fades away. And in place, you see upon the table 
a map, which is on screen, but should also be posted in Discord very soon, I hope, for all of your convenience. And as she vanishes, the house around you suddenly seems to age and decay. Willie, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Array. Let's see. Are kids there? Can we fight them? <laughs> 13. 13? You pounce out of this chair right as it starts to splinter and fall apart underneath you. Shadows and dust lay heavy across this place. One of the chairs around the table breaks. Willie, you tumble out of it without taking damage. The house is suddenly dark and creaking with spider webs filling the corners. The bread, cheese, and fruit you're looking at suddenly rots and withers away, leaving a foul-smelling sludge in its place. The hearth is suddenly cold, and above it hangs a portrait. It shows Drixala in her elven form, with a tall man beside her, but you can't seem to focus on or, or remember his face. He has dark hair, but outside of that, seems to fuzz from your memory. Three children stare blank-faced from the canvas, and Drixalia holds an infant in her arms. As you look at this map, you realize this house is huge. So much larger than it appeared on the outside. And you are left with only the quiet creaking walls and the distantly howling winds. Well, Willie staggers to her feet after parkouring off of that chair, just clutching herself because she still doesn't feel too hot with whatever passed through her. Vassal's friends! Mistcat poofs next to you, Nabi. Yeah, sorry. She was going to be mad no matter what, but I think seeing me kind of set her over the edge. I tried to hide. I really did. What, it, what was that? So that's Drixalia. She's a friend of Vassal. She's a little overprotective of her house and has really strong opinions about what dreamers need to be and... Y'all don't really measure up. Honestly. And can Wait. I hear the uh, the cat? He is not appearing to you right now. Oh, okay. So we have to play her little riddle game before we can continue on? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, do you like having a soul? Depends on the day, but mostly yes. She's... And he kind of squints, and you watch him look to each one of you. And his eyes flash pink as he settles on each of them. Oh, the big guy she didn't get, but also she might not give back all of her souls if the big guy doesn't play her game, so I don't know. Great. Great. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. she's a jerk. I don't like her. Yeah, I don't blame you. 
She's not winning any favors with me either right now. Look, we'll look at Navi talking to us. Is it telepathically or is it like verbally? It's verbally. It's a question. Oh, yeah, of no, I talk okay. out loud. <laughs> how loud? Like... How how loud or and or sneaky is she being? Navi. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to kind of be sneaky, but at this point, she's also very just kind of like over this place, so she doesn't really care if anybody hears her talking to herself. And Ozum see the cat. Okay, while this is happening, Ozum is opening the front door and seeing what happens. <laughs> do it. Front door opens, the wind comes howling in, but you do hear just a faint, distant. <laughs> He's just going to nod to himself and close it. He's not going to leave. Rook looks over to Nabi and be like, is it Mr. Fuzzybottom again? <laughs> I like that name. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, is that, my, uh, is that my name? You know what? Yes. I've had worse names. Okay. He's I like, mean... Right. And he'll like give us something up and be like, you, you finish the conversation as uh, he'll like head over to Willie. Um, She looks at Rook. Are you playing along too, or is this like a demon thing? He goes, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think I have a concussion, so I missed my whole riddle part. Do you remember? Oh, man. I didn't know we had to memorize everybody else's. Ah, uh, shit. And I was like, I'll just, I guess I'll just clean stuff and hopefully I get it right. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, this is kind of on my level. Like, uh, spitting snakes, no big spiders not a fan if you want me to clean something i mean that's kind of a rung that we can meet right um, you hear a very loud loud sigh and rook suddenly you can see the cat you get one I more mean... freebie and then we're gonna talk from the conservatory the thorny night of a strange divine shall fetch, shall fetch the heart-shaped root from the rotted stump of which it has entwined Kind of a slant rhyme, not very good. And Nobby's gonna look at Mr. Fuzzy Bottom and go, do you remember mine? <clears throat> and he starts like doing a very mocking imitation of Drixalia. And the butterfly, wing stained purple, not white. I ask you fetch three books, the scrawls of a madman's delight. Thanks. Wait, what's going on? Remember what? What are you talking to? And he goes, yeah, you don't want to know. And, uh, and he goes, all right. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, I guess I can, like, let's definitely not split up because this house is weird. So I guess we can help each other. Thankfully, I don't think she mentioned a time limit. So I think we're good on, on like, time. And uh, as he just kind of, like, looks at the entire place and sees uh, any if, if he can perceive any visible threats. Uh, make me a perception check. With disadvantage. Life sucks, man. That was um, 15. A 16. Okay, so I got a 15. Uh, 15 plus... Uh, 15 plus 1, so 16. Yeah. Well, as I said before, this... Between looking at the map and then looking around, this place is much bigger than it looked on the outside. This is the worst version of the TARDIS you've ever imagined. Um... 
it's dark and it's creepy and you can distantly hear creaks but so far you don't see anything there's not even spiders moving in the corners yet so that seems good all I have to do for three of these people is say spiders and like last episode ruined them yeah no, you're not wrong Nah, oh. I'm more getting Sorry, flashbacks yeah. to the other one-shots that we've done, Kay. Uh, That's the problem. The spiders aren't the issue. It's the other two things we've done. You expected me to run a horror campaign without a haunted house. I knew we should have burned it down. Anyway, Ozum is completely unfazed by everything that's happening. <laughs> of course he is. So I've um, just put up the second floor map for the audience so you can kind of see. Uh, FYI, so the red X's indicate where things from your riddles are. I will be happy to remind you of what your riddles are actually here. I will just drop them into the Discord to make life easier. Um, and... And are we in room one? Is yes. that where we're at? You're, okay. in, you're in room one. Um, and just... Uh, Drixalia's map that you have will not actually have the numbers on it. That's just so that me, the DM, and yeah. you, the players, can all communicate. But the red X's are there, and what's written with them are as well. Um, um, Ozum is going to say uh, maybe we should take some time for Rook to rest. And uh, Rook will be like, I, I can keep going. I'm, I'm better than I was previously, so... I think uh, I think I should be okay, but because um, I, I don't want to test out how gracious our host is, as he like looks all around, assuming that he be heard. Willie nods really quickly, slaps him on the thigh. Good green man, good green man. I agree with him. And he goes, "Who who had furnace is uh is are, on the map? Is it labeled conservatory and then for, okay okay? Mm -hmm. And then you he, you like, only know what the rooms with those labels are." Um, I will also say before we move on, do make a note if you ate or drank. If you drank, if you did one of them, you get advantage on your next ability roll. And if you did both, you will simply pass your next ability. Or you have an inspiration that you can use for stability. Okay. Um, Nabi's going to look at Mr. Fuzzy Bottom and be like, is there any hidden timelines we should know about? And he kind of sits back on his haunches and takes his back foot to scratch under his chin thoughtfully. Uh, I mean, she's not the most patient woman, but, uh... Great. What's great? Uh, Did uh, you get great news? Unless you really rile something up in here. This has never happened, by the way. I don't know what's... Um, I don't know what's hidden, but unless you really pick a fight with something, you should be pretty okay, but what do I know? I've never seen her do that. You've never seen her do that? No, she's always just been a jerk. Ozum knows that Nobby's talking to the cat, right? I think you all have a pretty good idea by this point. <laughs> yeah. And can Rook still see it and hear it? Uh, yeah, he'll appear to you right okay, now. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's no. Ozum's Ozum's just gonna say, Hey cat. Doesn't appear for you. Doesn't but he does Nobby sees him snort when he says that. I'm Ozum's just gonna keep talking. Is there anything that I should know as someone 
who doesn't seem to have a stake in this game. He thinks. Turns to Navi. Tell the big one that smells bad, I don't know. The cat says, I don't know, but the cat also said that if you don't play, the rest of us could kind of suffer. So. I don't want to kind of suffer. Also, she's never done that before. So, oh, should that's good. Should we like split up into teams of two or all go together? What are you guys, what are you guys thinking? How? What happened last time we split up, Brooke? I got fucked up, and but I don't know if this is like some some weird thing where we get it doesn't work unless we're all alone or something like that. And then uh, then it's like ah, oh, jeez. And then he goes, all right, I'm I'm gonna go to the conservatory. If anyone wants to join me, I'll, I'll be right there. It's right down the hall, apparently. As uh, he'll he'll head over down the conservatory. Wait, wait, wait for me. Willie rushes after Rook. Ozum's gonna follow. He's gonna yeah. sigh and push off the door and follow them. Nabi's gonna follow too because she doesn't think splitting up is a good idea right now. And the cat trots along behind you real quick, Rook, and says, Hey, wait, hey, hey, before you go, hey. He'll, he'll definitely one. turn around. Hey, and he'll hi. Kneel down. And he'll look at Nabi and be like, and then poof, vanish for Nabi. But he's still visible for you, Rook. So, you're in a bit of a tough spot. I can help. I'd like to make a deal. He's just like, oh god, uh, or oh Maliki, and then uh, he's like, Hit, lay it on me. And he's, he motions everyone like, hold on, guys, Mr. Fuzzybot wants to tell me something. And it's, uh, so, I like existing. I have to have this place to exist. And uh, I'm, I don't know if you noticed. You've definitely noticed. And he like looks all the way up at you. I'm small. I can't stop this nightmare myself. But I have a bit of a skill, a connection to mists and demons. And I get the feeling you're going to encounter at least a couple of those things in here. So I propose we make a deal. You give me a little piece of your existence your essence lets me connect to you and i will give you some advantage over things like me as well as some knowledge and i'll be around to help you out and uh he'll he'll look over to navi and be like D did you accept his deal as a you're not supposed to talk to her about it that's no fun He's like, well, she's my peer. I respect her opinion. And then he's like... trying to give you a deal too. <laughs> and then he to both of you. Yes, the more of you I pair with, the more I can help you. It's not like I can help each of you equally. Oh, you sneaky little bastard! So, what what do you get at, in return? Like, what's 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 the gain for you? Like. Just be transparent, because if we die, the whole place goes away and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like you need to like. It's either to win or everyone me? loses. No, I'm talking to the uh, the, cat. the cat. Yeah. Okay. 
the devil's trying to make a deal with you, you might as well do it. We're all fucked anyways. I'm not the devil. That's what you're Did all gonna hopefully hear that? kill. Did Ozum hear that? He didn't but, hear the cat. He might have heard everyone else. Yeah, but that's fine. Then he goes like, but okay, okay. But are you a devil? As he's like... I am a demon. But a lot of things in the myths are demons. And you should know, we tend to keep our word. It's kind of our thing. Just then, do it. Whatever it is, just do it. Yeah, hey, probably hear the house settle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And Willie goes in the middle of everybody, possibly even standing on top of the cat. Doesn't even know it. <laughs> Two Starts things. figure aiding around her <laughs> tiny feet. Oh, but you muted. muted yourself. There we go. Did you all forget the little nightmare bone chest thingy that was speaking to us saying, don't tempt the cat? And that's what you all are doing? And then she throws up her hands. And am I the only one who can't see this thing? You guys are just talking to it. And I don't see anything. I feel like I'm taking crazy potions here. I can't see the cat either. Miss Cat sits down next to her and is like imitating. <laughs> It, not so, tempting the cat, technically. You're not like, cat is tempting deals. them. If anything, I'm tempting them. Yeah, see, the big spell bad one gets it. He'll be like, uh, he'll he'll just put up a hand, be like, what, one moment, as he walks over to Nabi and then goes like, uh, and takes her aside, and be like, all right, I think this is what we should do. As he like looks over to see if the the cat's like listening or within earshot. Uh, I have really big ears. Ah, shit. And then, uh, he was, uh, um, Fine, Willie, I'll entertain I... myself. Can we have some privacy, please? Thank you. I'll entertain myself, and he appears in front of Willie. Just in case. Uh, oh, wait. He's gonna... Can she see it? We'll let them finish, and then we'll do... And then we'll, he'll, we'll he'll be like, Willie, can I, uh, can I see your, your pen or quill and, and parchment really quick? pulls out a ridiculously long feather quill, goes, here you go. Rustles up some parchment. And using his 10 intelligence, he'll like scribble down like, like, all right, here's what I think we should do. You said yes, uh, you say yes to the deal. I'm gonna say no. If I die, then like convince everyone else to do the deal or something like that. And we'll see how this goes. And then he'll just like, and put a checkbox for like, yes or no. And Ozum hear this? Uh, no, he scribbled it. it on paper. Yeah. Oh. You can look over the shoulder if you want to, though. Yeah, Ozum's gonna come over and see what you're doing, and he's gonna just go. Both of you just take the fucking deal. I mean, I already did. So, take he's it. Like, and Rook would be like, "No, no, this is a good experiment because if we both say yes, then and if we, if if something goes wrong, then that would be horrible." But, uh. I think I can withstand. No, Everything is gonna go wrong. Out. We're fucked. Take the deal. And Rook will uh, look curiously to Ozum and and be like, "Why do you Why do you want us to take the deal?" And uh, kind of. Do I have to say it out. again? Really? Do you just not listen to anything that comes out of my mouth? Oh, he's big. He's probably an idiot. We're all fucked this has never succeeded before what makes you think it's gonna succeed now we're the last chance 
and quite frankly, I don't have any faith in this group of idiots. So, I don't know, take the goddamn deal. I mean, to be oh, fair, the cat has helped us, you know. Uh, and then he looks snobby and be like, do you know if he said he, if anyone else accepted the deal prior to us or is? I thought I was the only one and clearly. Hmm. As uh, all my spell slots are gone, so I can't even zone the truth, zone of truth. So you'll <laughs> uh, be like, I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit, and uh, it'll it'll just be like, I I gotta refuse your deal. I'm gonna go with my gut, and uh, I I'm sorry, dude. As he looks to Ozum, and, uh, and he goes like, Sorry, Mr. Fuzzy Bottom, but I'm gonna deny the deal for right now. And uh, Ozum's yeah. gonna roll his eyes and groan. The cat kind of shrugs and says, eh, most people don't take it the first time. Don't worry, I'll be around. Winks. And then he's like, Ooh. And then uh, he just heads over to the conservatory. And we will, we will circle back. We're going to take a short break. Ten minutes. We got some people who got to say things. We'll circle back. We will have... Uh, Willie and the Miss Cat, Mr. Fuzzy Bottom, have a little chit chat because he did appear to her. We're not going to forget that. And then we'll head into the conservatory. This should be very interesting. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for all of our uh, new followers and returning followers. It's so great to see you all. Thank you uh, for hosting um, uh, Extra Life. I, I love you. You do great work. We're so happy to be affiliated with you. And, um, Thank you so much. We will be back in just a few. Thank you all again. See you soon. And welcome back. So, when we left off, Rook had decided that he is going to his quest in the conservatory, but uh, a certain little miscat, while being asked not to eavesdrop on a conversation, appeared 
in front of Willy. Hi! You're what? fun. Looks around at everybody talking and going, What? I can see you! Yeah, I want you to. For now. She puts her hands on her hips. Am I the last one that got to see you? No. Oh, okay, good. So, uh... I like you. You're fun. You would have been my second choice, but I was told to avoid you. So if I want to talk, just give me a shout. Apparently my name is Mr. Fuzzy Bottom, but if you'd like to give me another name, I like collecting names. It's what you do here. Okay, one thing at a time. One, who told you not to speak to me? I don't think they'd like me to reveal that information, so I'm not gonna. Fold your arms. And secondly, I don't like that. Fuzzy bottom? Hmm. I like Abora. Abora. What do you think about that? I like that name. Yes, Abora. Abora Fuzzy Bottom. Oh, well. Well, I mean, we'll Abora, workshop it. Abora, Miss Cat, Rachel. It's all good. I I have to know because it seems everyone else is on board with you. We saw a little chest with bone hands on it that could talk, mm -hmm. and it said, "Don't tempt the cat." Is that you? There's lots of cats. Am I the cat? Am I the cat? It'd be cool if I was the cat. You You're live fun. in the mist. You know more than me. How many cats have you met? In here? You. Just in general. I mean, I don't go looking for cat. I don't know. Well, nice to meet you, Willie. Thank you for the name. I'll see you around. I'm watching over you. We're friends. <sighs> what does that mean? What? what? Oh. Alrighty. And with that, are we back on the first floor? We are back on the first floor. So Rook has started towards the conservatory, correct? Uh, correct. He'll lumber his way down the hall and turn to his right and then okay. look at the door, take a deep breath, and uh, simply grab the handle and twist and then open. Well, so... You go past, on your right, there is a door to a large dining room that is open. The door is off the hinges, just laying there. You can see a large table spread out. And you continue down the hall, and there's a closed door on your right, and then a cracked door, which leads to what looks to maybe be a pantry. And even as you approach it, the smell of damp, and decay, but also nature reaches your nostrils. You step down this hall and suddenly the space opens. The entire far side of the room doesn't come to a corner, but to a completely glassed-in floor-to-ceiling octagon. And this place is filled with life. Desiccated vines scrawl across the crumbling, foggy glass walls of the conservatory. Rusted gardening tools and pots of barren soil lie scattered across the sturdy wooden tables. The air is musty and damp. Do you... You start in, and very quickly, the paved ground ends, and it becomes a uh, mulchy greenhouse-type floor with just plants 
that were once neatly planted. You once you understand that once trees were clumped together and there were rows of like um, farm plants, but now it's just kind of a tangled, overgrown mess. You start into the conservatory. Yep, we'll just walk with confidence, take deep breaths, and uh, yeah. So you are walking uh, confidently, not stealthily. Not stealthily, yeah. Letting his armor clank and clatter. And the rest of you follow, or do you stay behind? Uh, I was following. I'm going to definitely follow. Willie has her crossbow out, and it's clattering. She's, like, suctioned to the wall, looking around. <laughs> um, since you're leading the way, Rook, roll me a perception check. Oh hell. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, that is going to be a four plus one, five. So, you have dark vision, but it's not doing you a whole lot of good, right? There's just shadows everywhere. There's creepy vines. There's still living plants all throughout this place, but even with that perception check, you feel like they're shying away from you as if fleeing from an invading army. Uh, Nabi, as you follow along, you see something out of the corner of your eye. A figure. But when you turn and look, it's gone. I just look to the rest of the group and go, be on your guard. Which direction? Where? All of them. Oh man. Is uh how how large is area from wall to wall? Like Um, this is a ridiculously large space. Uh it's about forty feet across. Um, so this is very much a space that was used <clears throat> to both uh be like a relaxing garden area, but also produced fruit trees and uh farm food to feed the family. Er uh, Rook will uh, hear what Nobby said and then um, will grab his halberd with his two hands and then just like uh, pour his energy into Maliki or his, his halberd and then uh, do Divine Sense. Mm -hmm. Any you... celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet? You feel something and it's actually very close to where that X is on the map. There's something there and it's it's not, it pings as both celestial and undead. It's very strange. All right, he will look back to the others and be like, and he'll just point over to the area and be like, there's something, I'm sensing something in that direction. It is uh, a mix between celestial and undead apparently. Uh, same thing that I registered from the kid earlier. So I don't know if it's one of them or something else. Uh, and they'll continue to proceed forward. Is that good or bad? Bad, apparently, as he looks around the house. And uh, he'll head over straight to where the axe is. So, as you approach, you see a large stump that is almost six feet tall. Um, it's weathered and it's covered in thickly in moss and vines and you feel even beyond your divine sense you feel drawn to this somehow 
it feels like nature, but there's also something dark to it in a way that you can't quite put your finger on. Do I get like a hostile threat or any sort of weird feeling or does it feel? You, I mean, this whole place feels a little hostile. Yeah. But this doesn't feel particularly more hostile than how woods often feel to you these days. And he'll go up to the to the piece of wood and then uh, examine it further. Roll me investigation check. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so I got 12. So you kind of go through it and there's a bunch of brambles. Like, it feels like that little rhyme talked about it was being entwined. This, So you start picking it apart and you scratch your arms a little bit, not enough to do any real damage. You flake off some moss and a big chunk of bark that looks really cool, but you don't see anything like a root. Getting uh, kind of frustrated, can I use Channel Divinity Nature's Wrath, but instead of to put the vines onto something, can I use it to like strip it, sort of a, a like pull it apart? I love it. Yeah. Okay, perfect. He'll he'll put his uh, halberd into the ground and like really channel into it as he like like force sort of not chokes but whatever the uh, the actual like uh, stump or tree as he like pours all his power in to try to dismantle this sort of um, obstacle. Yeah. So yeah, there's you feel it rustle, you feel them start to peel away. And as it happens, you hear a scream from somewhere behind you. It's not loud, but it's very much there. But un perhaps unbeknownst to you, only you hear it. Yeah, he'll definitely look around to see if anyone registers uh, the sound at all. And uh... as soon as you walk away, as soon as you turn away, a hand grabs your arm. It is small, but the grip is like iron. And you hear a very familiar voice. Why didn't you come for me? As Asusina stands behind you. He'll gasp in horror as he uh, uh, attempts to take a, a like, stumble backwards and all that kind of stuff. She does not let go. And tries to drag you back. And I need you to make either a wisdom or a constitution saving throw. Oh hell. Do I get my own plus two to it? <laughs> I want to say yes, but I, I'm pretty sure paladins don't get their own plus two, do they? You get a... Uh, wait, you get a bunch of stuff. Hold on. Paladins saving are... throw uh, plus two on saves uh, or a protection. So I think I do get it. Okay. Then yes, you 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 need all the help you can get. Good, because that's going to be uh that'll be a twenty-six to the Constitution Save and Throw. Okay. Let me just check. You you start to pull away. You feel her grip start to lessen. And you just hear her 
wailing, distraught. You should have been there at the end. Why weren't you there? And even, even as she's like pulling away or like her week is fading, he'll still like lean into it and be like, I, I tried the moment I thought you were gone. I like, you know, I tried to come over and I like, he'll actually walk into the actual area or stump or whatever. And be like, I tried with all my might to go to that, that, you know, to find you, I asked everyone. And, and I was, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I tried my hardest as he uh, collapses on his uh, knees and, is she already like retreating into the she's still there and she's still held on to you i okay. need you to make a perception check uh okay so that'll be a 15. she digs her fingers into you and it's not enough to hurt yet she says i haven't been punched enough have i that's why you're here now. I need another wisdom or constitution saving throw. Oh, what am I reading? Oh, the rest of you see Rook falling to his knees and speaking, but you don't see anything else. That one will be a 23. Make me another perception check. As you turn towards her more and are able to get a better look. Uh, perception check, that will be a natural one. For a moment, you even see her flicker, and you can feel it gripping her arm, gripping your arm. But for a moment, you just see the stump. But then she's back, and a tear comes down her cheek. He definitely won't be trying to resist her. He'll, like, put his hand on her shoulder and, like, try to plead with her that to convince her that he tried. And, uh, yeah. Make me another wisdom or constitution saving throw. Okay, so... Alright, that one is gonna be... Uh, 14. 14. Did you do wisdom, or did you do constitution? Constitution. Constitution. You take... One... Uh, you take six points of bludgeoning damage as she shakes your form unworldly strong you all again are seeing Rook on his knees shouting, leaning into something that is not there do they see something like blood force trauma me without actually like you see, yeah they see you shake and they see you I assume grunt in pain can we say anything at this point? Do you try? Yeah. Because uh, Willie has her crossbow. She's like, what do you What do you want me to shoot at? What do you see? Brooke, you don't hear them. The world has narrowed down to just her face. If any of you would like to try to encourage him, you can make a charisma check. I would like Ozum to is... try. Go Ozum is going to put a hand down and like grab hold of Willie's crossbow. I was going to say, Navi wants to try to get convince Willie to put down the crossbow. Is what she and I will, I will also try to encourage him. Because my boy mm. has plenty of charisma. Hey, it's a charisma save. It's a, it's a charisma check, not a save. Charisma check, sorry. 
I do not have any charisma. Ooh, 11. 21. 21? Nice! You doing anything, Willie? Uh, my charisma is 10, so... <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, do I not encourage him with the crossbow? Bardic inspiration! <laughs> so... Oh, I could do that. Brooke, you vaguely, you are lost in this. You are alone with this specter of this person who meant so much to you. But vaguely, distantly, you hear the voice of Ozum. What do you say to him, Ozum? Don't give in to it. And you can add a 1d4 to your next check or save, your choice. So, wisdom or constitution saving throw? Uh, it'll be constitution. As she continues, you desecrated the forest I called home, the places I love. I got a 16, and then with the four, that's 17. 17? You take eight points of bludgeoning damage as she doesn't so much shake you as just her ghostly form slams into you. Would anyone like to try to help him? 17. Yeah. 17. Another charisma. Mm-hmm. Let's roll. Uh, Big money, no whammy. Yeah, I got a nat one and I have a negative one, so that's a zero. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I got 22. So, Rook, again, pain shoots through you, just pounding as you're looking up at the tormented face of this person. But you hear two voices this time. Ozum, Willie, what do you say? Willie goes, I you're not... It. Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, Willie. No, no, you first. <laughs> I imagine just... that's exactly what they said. God damn it. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to have a moment. <laughs> just cups her hands around her mouth and says, you're not alone. Just tell us what to do. We can help you. And Ozum, a little bit, with a little more oomph behind it, says again, don't give in. Wisdom or constitution saving throw? Oh, hell. All right. Uh, he will do uh, constitution. Mm -hmm. As that is... Uh, 18. Do I get the d4 again? You, get, you will get two d4s, but... Because you're having such a rough day, I'm going to tell you, save it on this particular one. Okay, okay. So, so eight, 18. Yeah. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Um, that is going to be a 14. Whatever. And then, yeah, I'll use my two. That is going to be uh, 14, 17. So as you look at her... And she is just distraught. The gods sent you to punish me, to give me the punishment that I deserve for my crimes. But somehow you see past her wailing face, and you see a black, tangled root pulsing slowly in her chest, with what looks to be black vines growing around it. He will, uh, he will, like, hear the voices of his of his allies and then uh, 
come to his senses a little bit that this is like a threat, especially since he's like realized he's bleeding and his like tooth is loose. So he'll uh, uh, thrust his hand forward and try to uh, grab at the actual uh, black heart. Give, give me a strength check. Is it athletics? Uh, you can do strength or athletics. I'll let you do either. Okay. So we do athletics. And that is going to be a 12. You, your fingers brush across it, but you don't quite get to it. Team, you helping? And he's, Rook's not saying anything to us at this point. Rook hasn't said no, anything. No, no, we got a five, so she's she's not helping. <laughs> 18. <laughs> like texting. <laughs> All right. I she's guess like, I'll roll again. Like, oh, what? I got a 23. Is that 18. a nat 20? Yeah. Okay. What do both of you say while Nobby's chit-chatting with the mist cat? God damn it. Do not give in. <laughs> Willie looks at Ozum going, that's not working. She rolls up her sleeves and goes, forget this. And she's going to cast a bardic inspiration. She's like, there's something out there. Okay. Rook, you get a d4, a d8, and a bardic inspiration. I better not fuck this up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. First, uh... first, as she continues to wail, make me a wisdom or a constitution saving throw. Okay, so constitution. We use digital dice from now on. That's way better. So that's uh, 23, and then so plus two is yep. uh, going to be 25. Yep. So you are able to just power through the pain of all of this, and you make another grab for the heart. Okay, so that is an athletics check. Yep, that's way better. That's a dirty 20. You grab hold of it and start to pull and you feel it start to give under your hands, but you also feel a sharp pain in your chest as you do, and you take two points of piercing damage. Make me another wisdom or constitution saving throw as she starts scratching at you, trying to break your grip. That is a dirty 20. Constitution. Give me a strength check to see if you can continue to pull this out. That is a 25 to athletics. I'm taking your digital dice away. Yes, <laughs> you pull it more and you feel it start to give and you feel something deep under your sternum start to tear and you take two points of piercing damage. It's almost free. She screams at you. All you love will recoil, just like the trees and beasts of the forest recoil from you. Constitution or wisdom? We'll just take that and not say anything. That one is a 14 plus 2 is 16. Using any of those stored up bonuses? Yeah. We'll use the D8. Uh, let me use digital dice because they seem like me more. That's gonna be a five, so uh, 21. 
Give me a strength or athletics check. That is a 24. 24. With a rending sound that echoes in your ears, you rip this heart free. You take three points of piercing damage as you feel like a piece of your own chest comes loose. Your knees go weak and you feel a crushing, pulsing pain as if something deeply rooted is now bleeding out a dark blood. At that moment, you feel a hand caress your face. It's comforting. As Usina's features suddenly soften and she looks like herself. She smiles and whispers to you, you saved me as much as I saved you. And more than that, she saw you. She saw me because she saw you. And then she fades away and in your hand rests a dark root. Roll me perception or investigation. Uh, perception plus one, investigation is zero. So we're gonna go with perception, but that's a disadvantage. So that's eight for that one. And this one is a 14. So we're gonna go with uh, eight and I guess we'll use a D4. Um, so that's uh, gonna be 10. You've just been through a lot. And it takes you a minute for your numbed brain to really focus on this. But as you do, you realize you know this route. You're familiar with it. It was one of Azucena's favorites. When dried and ground, it's a potent opioid. And she would use it frequently. The root is somehow warm in your hand and beats like a heart. And you can feel the weight of your own guilt resting there. And then the root seems to shudder suddenly. And it sprouts. In fast motion, one single stalk grows from the stem. And then a flower unfolds. It's long and white shaped almost like a bird of paradise but there's one single long yellow petal which comes out at the top it looks a bit like a unicorn and you get the feeling that this flower will not wither for one brief powerful instant looking at it you feel Maliki's presence and you know that this flower will bloom as long as you serve her Do you pluck the flower from the root? Uh, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it at the root. I won't like. I won't pull it off because it'll die if I pull it off. You get the impression it will not die if you pull it off. Okay, but if that's happening, then I'll I'll pluck the root. Yeah, I'll pluck it. You pluck the root. You pluck the flower off. Do you hold it? Do you tuck it in your armor? Do you put it in a bag? Yeah, he'll uh he'll put it uh in his armor. Um somewhere where you can see and somewhere it's going to be like safe. So you find a place where it's visible so you can kind of see it and remind yourself of it, but keep it safe. And as you look at it, 
you almost feel as if you can peer beyond the mists. As if there's a part of your mind that's seeing a world beyond where you are. And you now have advantage on insight checks. And you have plucked the root from its thorny home. What are you all going to do next? Rook will throw up blood as he pours all of his remaining uh, lay on hands into him to keep his body going. Willie's gonna oh. rush to her side. Oh my, Iwin! What just happened? And uh, he'll kind of like be in a daze from everything. He's like, it's a very long and hard day as he like, We'll get up and like look to that flower and all kind of stuff. And uh, he goes, I saw my old like master and uh, I've got some weird like history. And she was pretty much like telling me all the things I hated about myself. And uh, it was it was pretty weird. But we can talk about this the next time as uh, he kind of looks at everyone. And he goes, thank you guys for for like, you know, getting me out of that because I heard your guys' voices. And uh, that was rough as a. Uh, he spits some blood again. Oh, you don't look so good. And Nobby, like, reaches their hand back to, like, slap heal him, but, like, looks at him first, like, waiting for his cue on whether or not that's okay. And he'll raise his hand for a high five. So. Okay, okay, okay. She'll high five him and take that. Willie just looks at everybody else like, well, we heard that, right? I don't know what this, what was her name? Drippy, Drixie has in store for us, but she's using our our thoughts and, and, and past to get the better of us. He saw his old master. Who knows what kind of spooks we're gonna see here. Do you really, go ahead. just looks at Willie and goes, do you really expect anything less from a place like this? I'm just saying, and she points at Ozum, he's already seeing stuff, and that was before we came in here. We need to watch out for him. I've been seeing stuff for years. It's yeah, nothing, it thanks to being here. But yes, you should listen to the butterfly girl. Do you really expect anything less? Well, I'm just saying, you weren't doing too hot the last time. And in here, this is specifically meant to I don't know what it is that happens to you. Scare us. I haven't been doing hot for a long time. Whatever happens in here so far has not been any worse than what I've been dealing with. And Rook will uh, look to you guys and just be like, I'm just say this. If uh, you guys get it super easy, I'm gonna be real pissed. As uh, <laughs> <laughs> he like limps over to the door. Ozum's gonna go offer next? his elbow out to you again, Rook. You will to... absolutely take it. Yeah. Yeah. Navi right. just follows behind, like looking at her hand, like, why didn't you want to be slapped? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'll say you have Ozum's consent right now. It, you can just immediately lean on him. You don't need to wait for him to offer it to you if you just just to cover that. Oh, sorry. Navi's, uh, he, he absolutely, like, high-fives you. Like, 
She wanted to slap you. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it only works if I slap you. Yeah. I, just, I like the fact that he's completely confused and he's like, yeah, yeah, high five. I yeah. got you. <laughs> he's like, do whatever you need to. My, my body's already been penetrated and poisoned and like... <laughs> Do you need Bio. healing? Do you need healing though? Because she will like just come up behind you and just give you a love tap on the back of the head. Uh, he'll accept. It. Yeah, he'll accept it. Okay. All right. All right. So hold on. Let me roll. Someday he's gonna be at like one HP, and she's gonna like love tap him, but he's gonna like go down and then get right. healing. <laughs> Seven HP back. I went from 14 to like 18 to uh, 24, back down to like, it was. I was a bit real of a worried about you going to the conservatory first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Par for the course. I was waiting for a healing word to be busted out. I mean, a healing slap, like. All right. So. You have completed the first step. Do you want to return the route first, or do you want to go check out other rooms? Return it. Okay. So you make your way back to the main room and approach the table. Oh, where are my notes? All is quiet. Jixala does not seem to appear as you set the root on the table. But the map Lily's is gonna there. snatch up the map while they're there, just to like, this place is pretty big. Just rolls it up and puts it in her waistband. Rook will put the root where it's supposed to go. Uh, so what's next? Give me, I'm sorry, give me just one moment because I didn't make a note of this before we started. Oh, I was asking the characters. Okay. <laughs> sorry, go, go, go. I don't and... know you took the map. All right. I think she the... unfurls it. I think the furnace was next. Flaps it. No, it sounds like it's the brute. There's a X on this room, and she points to the number two room, and there's an X right in this other room, and she points to where the furnace is, and so I'll go wherever. Do we want to go in the order of each riddle, or do we want to? This is me asking the party, not as I'm asking. <laughs> um, well, the only one place that we know for sure is the next, like, is the furnace. The other ones aren't labeled. <clears throat> Well, one's labeled on the second floor, I think. Yeah, the second, oh, the second floor, floor is labeled master bedroom. Oh, right, 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 right. And that's definitely where the second uh, thing is referring to. Hmm. We could go up there and then work backwards, like down back to the X's on the first floor. Sure. Is that your plan? Yeah. 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 So you start... Um, will sigh and say well she mentored a tortured brute and considering that one just had that taken care of guessing the next one's about me what can there we do to help you out before we get up there nothing there's nothing you can do to help me oh man looks to everybody else maybe like a 
like a, a ward or, or a slap? Everybody seems to like those slaps. It's nothing. Okay. Upstairs we go, I guess. Mm. So, this is a pretty large open room. You all make your way past the broken sofa. And Ozum, you hear a soft giggle coming from the east wall, kind of where the in the middle where the two is. Okay. Is it a familiar giggle? Sounds like a child's giggle. Is the doorway open into the second room? It, it's a hallway, and yep, it's uh, it's just an open hallway, but you hear a giggle almost coming from that wall that leads to that hallway around that corner. Is it just Ozum, or is it... Just Ozum. We're still on the first floor, right? Yep, you're in that main room. Okay. You're at number one. Okay. But along that wall, if you even look towards it, you will see a small spectral boy standing there. He'll point to the wall, and he <laughs> giggles again, and then he's gone. And it does look like the boy you saw in the window when you first approached. But he still didn't recognize that boy. Nope. He's really not going to think about it then. He's going to head towards the stairs. Okay. Let me just make sure. So yeah, you um, you all continue along down the hallway. You see an open hall to your right with a doorway that goes on into the darkness. And before you, to the left, you see the large open double doors to what appears to be a ballroom. And then a smaller door leading to what might be a washroom or water closet. Then you start up the stairs. What's your marching order? And are you going sneakily or are you marching through the house i'm still tied to the big beefy boy so and ozum's marching he's not afraid of this situation right now so i'm probably right behind him then i would say that willie is between um rook and ozum just stealth keeping to the walls well is rook still is rook still with ozum like am i is ozum helping rook up the stairs We'll say with the stairs, he'll he'll take a moment to, to catch his breath and let everyone else go up, and okay. then he'll catch catch up the rear. Okay. You emerge into an upper landing. It's a long, narrow passage, and you see it open to a much larger sitting room. To the left is a closed door where 18 is, and you step out into a nicely appointed sitting room. I want this one. Stuffed chairs face the windows, which line the entire front wall. And a crumbling fireplace sits on the other side. The doors open a north wall, which lead uh, both to the left and right hallways. I didn't verb that very well. There are hallways to both the left and right <laughs> that lead you past this room. Another family portrait hangs on the north wall, 
This portrait is older and shows a younger Drixilia with only two children. The dark-haired man stands with her, but once again, you can't seem to focus on his face. There's a lot of empty space around these portraits, and the children are frowning, looking near tears. Do you continue along? You uh, Willie whips around with crossbow in hand in the semicircle and says, we haven't seen any kids in all these paintings, and I know there's at least one up here. Put the crossbow away. Please do. But what if something jumps out? Just put the crossbow away. It hasn't given us any luck up until this point. <sighs> she puts it away. You're either going to shoot yourself or you're going to shoot one of us. How about taking away that option? Just doesn't feel safe. Willie, roll me a perception check. Oh boy. Twelve, uh, thirteen, fourteen. You follow your companions down the hall, but you give the sitting room one last suspicious look as Willie is wont to do. And you swear you see a hand extend from the house, reaching for like, you hungrily. Like a big hand? Just a shadowy, wispy thing, but then it's gone. She immediately bursts into a run to go to the person first in line. There's a hand behind us! There's a big shadowy hand behind us! Uh, Rook will turn around immediately and, uh, because it was Willie and then me, right? Okay. So Rook will turn around immediately and then do turn the face faithless. Um, as an action, you can present your holy symbol to each fey or fiend within 30 feet of you. Thank you. Uh, that can hear me. Uh, must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failure, it's turned for one minute until it takes damage. You don't feel your spell hit anything. Then he'll he'll look to Willie and be like, I I think I did something. And then he's like, Is it is it gone? Can you see anything? She leans past Nabby. I I don't think so. It was there. It's all good. Thank you for telling me. If if you see anything else, just let me know. I've got your back. As uh he'll like look his head at a swivel, essentially. She leans into Rook and say, If they tell you to put your weapon away, I would advise you not to listen. Well, it's gonna—it's gonna be a little bit hard because he looks at the like seven-foot-tall Howard and everything. So you all continue down the hall, thankfully without incident. Doors are closed and the shadows are deep here. But at last, you see one last doorway on your right, which, according to the map, is the master bedroom. Who opens the door? Who goes in first? What's your marching Ozum order? Is going, Ozum's going to go in first, but before he does that, because it says, like, the thing is, Tortured Brute, whose skill is bringing personal terrors to light, he's going to turn to them and say, you might see things, you might hear things, I might do things. 
don't keep your reactions as minimum as you can is all that I'm asking you he stares immediately at Willie do not start flailing that crossbow around the last thing I need is you hitting me with one of those bolts okay well I'm glad we have a plan that's that's what I'm asking of you just please do not rip out that co- that crossbow I will be fine she doesn't look convinced but she agrees Navi's gonna untie herself from Oza <laughs> just and hand the rope back over he'll nod and like rewrap it and tuck it away into a bag Step, and he'll open the door. You step one by one into the master bedroom, which was once opulent, but now the huge four-poster bed sits dark before foggy windows. Rotting curtains hang, torn and ripped, before the floor-to-ceiling windows that make up the octagonal room. The carpet, once soft and plush, is now filled with mildew. Damp from the conservatory below has allowed pests to nest, and millipedes and insects crawl across the carpet and the rotted wood. A slightly cracked door to the left reveals a master bathroom in the northwest corner. Another door leads to a large walk-in closet on the south wall, wall, and that door is missing entirely. You hear the soft melodic sound of a woman humming and you all follow the sound to an overly large four-poster bed rotting and dilapidated the humming stops unexpectedly for all of you except for you Ozan your chest grows tight as something painfully familiar comes to your ears. It's a voice you haven't heard outside of your dreams in a long time. And instead of the rotting surroundings, you see an opulent canopy bed, draped with sheer lace curtains, wrapped in red silk sheets. A woman, half elf and half something else, lays upon the bed, two scars peeking from beneath her messy hair. She sits up with a start, seeing you, and then joy fills her face as she recognizes you. Ozzy! Ozzy, come here! Come to me! She cries as she extends her arms. He doesn't move immediately. The only thing that moves is he brings one hand to his chest to make sure that the rings are still there. They are. And he whispers in dreams and in death. She starts leaking tears, even as her smile never lessens. She scrambles forward, tripping herself on her knees as she rushes to the edge of the bed and leaps to you, trying to wrap her arms around you. Ozzy, it's been so long. Ozzy, what's wrong? Hold me. 
I know you're not real. Ozzy! She reaches up and touches your face. Ozzy, please! Please, it's me! I've missed you. Where have you been? I've been in hell, and I know that I'm still there. You feel her reach and take your hand, take your wrist in her small hand, and you blink, and suddenly both of your hands are around her throat. She's clawing at one hand and clutching at your wrist. Her body is taunt as a bow as she pulls back against your hands. He doesn't try to let go. She continues to claw at you. And her mouth moves, but only thin sounds come out. As you take seven points of psychic damage. He still isn't gonna let go. She continues to flail and kick. You take four points, four more points of psychic damage, but you feel something. Make a perception check. Sixteen. You look, but whatever it was is gone as she continues to kick and claw <sighs> gasps against your hands he's gonna kiss her forehead but is still not going to let go you take four more points of psychic damage as something continues to nag at the back of your mind give me another perception check Twenty, not Nat. You... You suddenly notice two things that are off. You look back, and you're not in the house anymore. You're in that place you last saw her. And you see more a shadow than a figure move towards the door behind you. But when you look back, you also see a small, shallow cut on her arm that's bleeding, dark, and slow. He's going to whisper as quietly as he can, I'm sorry, and he's still not going to let go of her throat. She tries to scream, her 
lips turning faintly blue. You take nine points of psychic damage. She flails one last time as the realization of poison coming out of her arm settles heavily upon you. And then she falls still in your grip. She reaches up and touches your arm gently before she's gone. He immediately drops his hands. She falls heavily to the floor. The heavy thud echoes. And then she's gone in a puff of mist. You find yourself back in that room and you hear the faint phantom laughing of the Supreme hovering at the edges of your consciousness. And you suddenly become aware of a sting at that spot where that bug burrowed. And you swear you see black-purple mist rising from it. The four-poster bed stands before you, sagging. Your arms are empty, save for one lock of hair that rests in your palm. He's going to scream and like holding the lock of hair in one of his fists and then just a bald fist in the other, he's going to bring them both down onto the mattress and he's just going to keep screaming. The bed splinters, flying everywhere as your companions look on. Yeah, what did we see the whole time? Was it like instantaneous or was it? You saw him holding something, but all you saw was black purple mist with his hands vanishing into it. He's going to kind of drop to his knees in front of the bed and run one hand up into his hair and he's going to be tugging at it and probably yank some strands out um, as he runs it through. He's going into a panic again and having a hard time breathing. But after that, he just kind of, he's going to slap himself, um, like steal himself, hit his one of his fists against his leg a few times. Uh, he'll probably let out a cry of frustration and then stand up and just walk out the door and push past the rest of the, the group. Rook will look to the others before, uh, like, following behind uh, Ozum. Willie looks at Nabby, sees Rook leaving, and Ozum, and goes, what, what happened? But we shouldn't be here by ourselves, so let's follow yeah, them. Yeah, okay, okay. Hmm. 
I assume. I had myself muted. Rook, I assume you walk into that main sitting area, that open area. Uh, yeah, I just trail behind Ozim to make sure they're okay. How far do you go? Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Who are you asking? Ozim. Um, he's probably walking a little slowly, like he's kind of stumbling. Mm -hmm. Um... So it's not like it's hard for them to catch up to him. Uh, he's he's going towards the stairs to go and drop this lock of hair back in the first, like, back where it needs to go. Um, but he's not difficult to follow. You are definitely not difficult to follow because you are weighed down with all sorts of thoughts. And as you raise this to your nose, it still smells sweetly of her. And an understanding comes over you that, well, you did do what you feared you did. Someone else also did her in that night. You know who that someone was. He's not going to say anything. He can't really say anything. He's just going to keep slowly walking to get to the stairs. Alright. You head down the stairs and into the main room. And do you deposit the hair on the table? He lifts it to his nose one last time. He gently kisses it, and he places it back down on the table. Just as you do, Drixalia's ghostly form appears and scoffs. <laughs> I don't want that. Keep it. She fades away. And he is livid. It's kind of rude as he He's like looks around. Yeah. Livid. Does that um, mean that we failed? He's gonna break the dime the table in the room. His fist is just gonna come down on it immediately. It cracks. Three of the legs give out at once. It's still hanging by one. Splinters go across the area. Anyone who's standing close, give me a dexterity saving throw. And if you're near Rook, you get the bonus. You get plus two, yeah. Okay. Let's have a look-see. <laughs> that is a 20. Dirty 20. I got 12. I got four. <laughs> Willie, you take one point of piercing damage as a sliver. The root scatters across the ground, but comes to rest near the door to room number three. Drixalia doesn't seem to appear. Well, that's Nad two of four. No, it's not. 
Ozem is like, I just, he's furious and he's going, that wasn't one of the items. That wasn't what she wanted. That wasn't ejecting the chittering Jay from her fucking place of rest. God damn it. God damn it. What was the point? The entire time that Ozem is talking, Willie has fallen back because of the explosion of the table. Wipes her mouth because it's bleeding a bit, but looks for the root and picks it up just to make sure that they don't haven't lost it. And comes back to the group. Nobby's just like, okay. And like concerned, but scared to ask Ozem what the fuck is going on. Do we continue to the furnace or and then he just like looks lost as he looks at the group? Well, we have one thing. We all have to get something. And maybe if we get everything and we still haven't gotten what she wants from Ozem, we can double back and have her clarify things or something. If she wants it that bad, she'll tell us. Where's that fucking cat? Um, and Nobby will kind of try to summon the cat. Although I do have to say he doesn't like to be here, so. I can't guarantee anything. He appears when you reach out for him. Yes. Oh. Oh, this place didn't look good to start, but you made it even worse. Um, does Ozen see the cat or just Nobby? Nobby and Rook can. Okay, okay. Um, so Nobby's gonna assume that Ozen can't see the cat because that's kind of been the pattern, and she's gonna point at the big beefy boy and she's gonna go something's broken um well yeah look at him but it's we got that's been called for (laughs) he's not wrong (laughs) he got the thing uh but uh ghost lady lady said that it's not the thing she wanted and and now he's he asked for you so Cat's here. Um, I don't know if you can see him, but I don't know if you want to ask him anything specific. She asked you to get something out of her bed. She didn't ask you to bring anything. I'm sorry, what? You want me to just go back upstairs really quick and get it? Or does that have to be like, like, and he just like gestures over to Ozem specific? No. No, you... You bought a thing. You got it out of the place it was. That's all she wanted. Wouldn't you want oh, so someone we're... squatting in your bed to leave? Restless so spirits squ- do weird things. So we're square then. As you so like, we did get the thing. She didn't ask you to get anything. She asked you to do a thing. Well, we so... got a root. So I just... All right. <laughs> He's just like... So she looks at Ozem and she's like, according to the cat, we did the task. It's just that she didn't need anything from you. He's just gonna... Very exaggerating roll of his eyes and just the biggest huff of frustration and he's not gonna say anything. He's a charmer. 
I mean, you're you know. welcome. Thank you, Mr. Fuzzy Bottom. Yeah. He's like, all right, so furnace and what was the other one? As he like, need books. Books. Scroll. Books sound safer. Let's let's do books first. The only problem is it's not labeled on the map, so we'll have to we open need some doors. Three of them. That sounds three. easy. I'm glad you have faith, Billy. I really am. I'm re I love that for you. That's great. <sighs> so, books, then? I mean, the furnace is a place we know where to go, and we know what to, that we need to go there, and we know that it's a one-and-done deal. The books, we could be here forever looking for? I mean... And Willie just Shit. starts shaking. She's like, but a furnace has fire. And what if I'm in there while I'm fixing it? And it, it turns on and I, I burn to death. Anything could happen. Aren't you an artificer? Isn't this what you do? Yeah, but I've never done things in a haunted house. Okay, well, we'll we'll keep watch, okay? I mean, I can't say anything for, for Ozum over there because he obviously needs space. But uh, me and Rook, and she points at Rook like back and forth. And she's like, we, we can totally... Uh, make sure you don't burn. Hey, Ozum, can I get that rope? Maybe we can we can we can tie the rope to you and then maybe yank you out if it catches on fire. I'll do you one better. Do you need a reminder of the fact that I'm a tiefling? The oh, horns right. aren't a dead giveaway. I don't know. I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, this goes completely over her head. She's like, what does that mean? Most things go over her head. That, that Resistance means... to fire. Thank you. Yeah, oh. so so we oh. could put we could put Ozum in the furnace or near the furnace, and maybe you can just yell at him what to do. Yeah, I like that plan. Let's do that instead. Okay. I definitely think, though, going after the thing we already know where it is and we already know what we need to do is a little bit better than, than searching for books and leaving the furnace unattended. Okay, okay. And she calms down. Let, let's do that. Okay. Ozum, as you are dealing with all of this, do you look again at that lock of hair, or are you ignoring it? Oh, fuck. It's still in his hand. I think he's... God. I think he's going to shove it in one of his back pouches and not look at it again for now. So you tuck it away and you're prepared to follow your companions with all of this moving through your head. But you were very aware that you missed something that night. And you feel yourself resolved to never miss it again. And you now have advantage on perception checks. But you also start to wonder what is this connection between her and the Supreme and what's happening here. And I, we will leave you to ponder that 
and we will start at the furnace when we pick up next week. Because we are fast running out of time. Ugh. Thank you all for playing. This was a very intense episode, I know. Uh, thank you to our amazing viewers. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for uh, following and re-following. Thank you to, uh, to Extra Life for uh, hosting us. Uh, we love you all. Um, don't forget to leave a tip for these amazing people, two of whom definitely went through hell this week, if you can afford it. Thank you to everyone who's been tweeting and clipping and uh, spreading word of mouth. It's, we've had amazing support and it means I'm not going to speak for these people, but it means so much to me, and it makes me want to do such a better job. Um, and uh, with that, let's do a quick round of outros. Uh, Sophie! Hi. I'm Sophie. I play the big, sad, beefy boy, Ozum, who I gave Kay way too much ammunition for, and she is absolutely using it against me and i have so many regrets right now um you can find me on twitter at subatomic mints i am also popped into the chat a few times as not so gladiator and thank you guys so much for watching d'angelo Hey everyone, my name is D'Angelo Murillo, and uh, you can follow me on social media at that underscore D'Angelo. I am a freelance writer, um, I am an event organizer, and tabletop RPG performer and everything. Um, really, Something really cool this month that's happening is like, well I guess like two things. One, I'm getting married, which is super cool. And then two, uh, I'm releasing my own tabletop RPG, which is going to go on Kickstarter on like October 15th. So uh, follow me for more information on that, it should be super cool, very diverse, inclusive, dark fantasy, it'd be super awesome. So. And that's me. It's amazing. Uh, Cassandra. That is me. And if you hear rattling, it's because my gnome is terrified. <laughs> you can find me personally as Cozy Spoon anywhere, everywhere. And I did the art for this stream. And if you kind of are hungry for more, it is October. So I'm currently doing Inktober slash Toontober on all social media if you want to follow me there. Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. I am wearer of many hats. I am uh, in the gaming industry as a talent manager, director of partnerships. Um, I also create content, do all of the things. Um, if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Youngles on Twitch, um, Jen Geeky on Twitter, and Jen the Geeky Writer on Instagram. And thanks for being here. It's been fun. And. I have been your DM, Kay Purcell. I am apparently very mean this uh, this episode. Um, you can find me at Twitter, at KDamnFear. Uh, I work in gaming. I work in tabletop. I work in journalism. I do all sorts of stuff. I am too. I'm aware of too many hats, and I'm trying to cut some of that down. You can find David, my co-mod, my amazing DM, who is modding chat, who is helping me put this together, and who is helping me make sure I don't kill these find people at least not with hit points emotional damage doesn't count you can find him at full rubber ducky on twitter 
Um, thank you so much to our players. You all are amazing. Thank you to our viewers and to, again, everyone who's tweeting and clipping and liking the YouTube. Um, it's amazing. The response has been great. Thank you for the tips I just saw come in. You all are amazing. These people deserve some money for their pain. Um, <laughs> also, special thank you to our mods, David, Dane, Kato, and Emily. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you again for spending your evening with us. Uh, we will continue this adventure inside a haunted house next week. In the meantime, be kind to each other, be good to yourselves, check in, and um, don't make Sophie as mad as I've made her. I'm not that mad. I've just hurt. <laughs> hurt a solid over. 350. <laughs> Hurts all over. Um, we're going to end the stream, and I'm going to send you over to Shikar, which is one of my favorite streams, and is definitely a little bit happier than what tonight's episode was. Thank you all for joining us, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, y'all.